This is the tear sheet from June 16th, 2022. The concept of the tear sheet takes its roots in the world of finance from an old practice where stockbrokers at the S&P would tear a sheet out of their summary books to give investors a stock recommendation. While this show isn't about hot stocks or financial tips, it is meant to be a rundown of the news that's relevant to our business and to offer some perspective for you to consider when processing it. This show will not replace the Out of Home Insider guest spotlights that feature the best and brightest minds in and around Out of Home. You'd rather complement it as a part of your daily battle plan. Everything you hear about in every show will be linked in the show notes so you can follow along, follow up, or share with a colleague or client. First, from Globe Street. First, in order of occurrence, the Atlanta Fed GDP tracker just indicated an update of estimated second quarter economic growth. 0%. Then came the moment many had been stealing themselves for. The Federal Open Market Committee of the Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points, the largest since 1994, according to multiple outlets, and a jump up from the 50 basis points increase that the Fed had previously telegraphed. Mitchell Rosen, Senior Director and Head of Real Estate at Yield Street, tells Globestreet.com, The increase in rates is likely to have a negative impact on asset prices as potential buyers are expected to face higher borrowing costs and lenders will likely be cutting down leverage so the property can cover high interest expenses. However, as interest rates continue to increase, more and more people will look to put off their home buying decisions, which should result in higher occupancy and tighter rental markets within the multifamily sector of commercial real estate. So, what should you do as an advertiser considering all these things? Lead with more office offer-based messaging. If you're looking to capture the now buyer, remember that for any given product or service, there are only 2 to 3% of your target audience actively in the market for the thing you sell. That's likely even lower now, and the buying considerations are changing to more price point and value-driven consideration. That's why the opportunity to focus on more top-of-funnel efforts to create affinity, stand out as a strong, constant leader in your category, in the eyes of your audience during trying times is so important. People want to be associated with a winning team, and just because we may slow down from a sales front doesn't mean that people are going to stop shopping, especially in hard times. We like to think about a better reality. We like to keep shopping for the things that we want to buy. Out of LegalSportsReport.com. From September 2021 through May 2022, U.S. sports betting operators spent an estimated $282 million on TV advertisements. That's a significant gain compared to the prior year with spending jumping 281%. The report notes with mobile betting live in 20 states, there are still plenty of potential markets to grow spending. The growth leaves room for additional future advertising. The buried lead in this report is this. From an impression standpoint, 40% of the impressions bought were driven at the local level versus a national or regional broadcast level. Out-of-home advertising is the ultimate local medium. It's the definition of local. So if sports betting is legal or about to be legal in your state, here are the top sports betting spenders buy impressions bought on TV. FanDuel leads sports betting ad impressions. FanDuel Sportsbook accounted for 34% of the total ad impressions, according to the report. So that's FanDuel coming in big at 34%. Caesars Sportsbook, 21.7% of the impressions bought. DraftKings, 18.6% of the impressions. BetMGM, 
13.4 and Fox bet at 7.5. What that tells you is that the field is wide open. Thing about sports betting uh, is that in terms of market leaders, there isn't a defined one. There's great opportunities for brands to take that local approach without spending of the level of these five while having the impact that they're looking for using the exact same strategy, but doing it more efficiently, thus creating a competitive advantage in the market for themselves. Caesars dominates the NFL season from November 1st through the Super Bowl. Caesars Sportsbook accounted for 66% of the estimated national ad spend, according to iSpot's report. That spending made up 51% of the ad impressions during that time. Nearly 75% of the total ad spending occurred during the NFL betting season from September through February. And NFL programming attracted 42.5% of that ad spend, specifically serving ads against the games. The NBA ranked second with 7.9% of ad impressions. And speaking of games, this week the IAB relaunched some guidelines for measuring the effectiveness of in-game advertising and eventually ads in the metaverse. It was the first time since 2009 that the IAB, a standard body for the game and industry, game and ad industries, took such an action. When the IAB released its current standard of in-game ad measurement standards in 2009, video games and advertising technology were in a vastly different stage of development. The updated standards will address viewability, measurement, inactivity, and fraud with with intrinsic in-game ads, bringing them up to par with the rest of digital media. For instance, an ad has to be viewed for at least three seconds before it gets credit for being viewed. It's one way to circumvent any ad fraud related to viewing. Zoe Soon from the IAB said, Gaming represents a huge opportunity for marketers. With 227 million gamers in the U.S. and over 3 billion globally by the end of this year, it's a major entertainment channel, especially for Gen Z. Next generation of household decision makers and spenders are inside of those game platforms. Now, I can tell you that is the case because my son watches YouTube gamers playing video games on our living room TV while, you guessed it, he plays the game he is watching them play at the same time. It's not it's not the metaverse, but it is so meta. Advertising technology startup Sustainable Skylines emerges from stealth mode. Sustainable Skylines, an advertising technology company reinventing aerial advertising with hybrid drone technologies and advanced data analytics, has emerged from stealth mode. Sustainable Skylines is on a mission to reinvent the aerial advertising industry with hybrid drone technologies and advanced data analytics. Yep, seriously, planes pulling banners with data and analytics. Let's freaking go. Operating in stealth mode for the past two years, the company has been working to bring this drone advertising solution to life, along with developing computer vision and AI technologies for their audience analytics platform. The management team is made up of seasoned operators from related industries in big data and advertising. Uh, the founder uh, and chief executive officer, officer Jacob Stonecipher, is former senior director at the private equity and venture capital data and research firm PitchBook Data, where he structured data feed, API, platform subscriptions. He's joined by the CMO, Tim Carlisle, former senior executive at Publicis, where he helped lead Procter & Gamble's brand strategy. Brenda Stonecipher, CFO, certified CPA, has held numerous C-suite positions, as well as their chief research officer, Paul Donato, an advertising industry veteran and the former chief, reach off, re- chief research officer at Nielsen. And lastly, from the world of privacy laws and legislation. 
Nearly every week, there's a news story about location data being packaged and sold, said Katrina Fitzgerald, Deputy Director, Electronic Privacy Information Center, during Tuesday's review of the bill by the House Committee on Emergency and Emergency Energy. Energy and commerce emergency might be uh, around energy. For decades, people have been tracked online. Their data is being sold to marketers, sometimes, most of the times, without their consent. And while companies have continued to innovate, Congress wants to keep pace. So there are specific guidelines within this uh, within this legislation that is really going to enable and empower the consumer. The bill is called the American Data Privacy and Protection Act, ADPPA for short, if that's really any shorter. It's slated to go into effect 180 days or six months after it is passed. There's less likelihood for the bill to pass before November's midterm elections. However, Congress is currently collecting feedback on the bill. The ADPPA gives Americans the right to the right over their privacy, including the right to sue tech companies that violate it. This comes as a blow to the tech industry that has long fought such provisions in statewide privacy laws. However, this doesn't go into effect until after the law is passed, four years after the law is passed. So still a ways out. Bill gives people the right to control their data and opt out of targeted advertising, preventing their data from being sold without their permission. Bottom line is this. Privacy is a good thing. As American citizens, we have God-given rights, one of which is the right to our privacy. With that being said, these restrictions only serve to make online advertising that much harder and incentivize more walled gardens by platforms like Google and Amazon to create their own ad ecosystem for reaching their users. While a lot of people do use Google and Amazon, up until recently, Walmart was still the largest marketplace in the world, and there are more options for browsers as we become more privacy-minded consumers, which makes for an even more fractured online experience than the literal journeys we take in our daily lives in the physical world. This means that real-world behavioral targeting for out-of-home advertising only becomes more powerful as these restrictions are put in place. That's it for today. Make sure to subscribe and follow for more updates from the front line tomorrow.